All right, we're going to talk with um, Dr. James D. Nickel Antonio, um, MD. A farm D. Farm D. Yeah. I'm reading your sign. There you go. They, okay, so your farm pharmacist. Okay, good deal. All right, this is a special edition of Late Night Health, powered by PodClip, and we're going to spend some time with Dr. James D. Uh, I did it again. This is a special edition of Late Night Health. It's powered by PodClip. Uh, Dr. James D. Go ahead. Do D. Nickel Antonio. D. Nickel Antonio uh, is going to join us. He is a doctor of pharmacy. Correct. Right. Uh, he's a cardiovascular research scientist and doctor of pharmacy at St. Luke's uh, Mid America Heart Institute in Kansas City. I just heard part of his speech um, and about nutrients. So the first question is, are we healthy in America? I mean, the simple answer is no. Uh, you know, around, uh, I would say, 52% of all U.S. adults have either prediabetes or diabetes. And if you actually did better testing for uh, diabetes using an insulin level, it's called a craft insulin assay, about three out of four U.S. adults have type 2 diabetes. And they don't know. And they don't. And most of them do not know it. Correct. Testing is the key, then. The right testing, and we don't do the right testing, unfortunately. We look at glucose when we should be looking at the hormone insulin, which controls glucose levels. Let's take a look at supplements too. We we have a national deficiency in vitamin D, but most doctors, most MDs, don't test for vitamin D, do they? No, they don't, and um, you know it's a huge issue, especially people living in the northern latitudes. Um, you know, even people that live, you know, in the south. M most of us are now living indoors or working jobs indoors um, throughout the day when the sunlight is actually at a level for your body to produce vitamin D. Um, you know, and of course, just focusing on one nutrient isn't isn't the the answer, and really. The main issue is that 60% of our calories are now coming from added fats, refined grains, which are depleted in the vitamins and minerals that they used to contain, and sugar. And that's the main issue, is our whole food system went from eating whole foods to packaged foods in the 1970s, and now we have an easy access to these high-calorie, highly processed, highly uh, refined foods. I think the packaged food started even earlier because yeah. I remember eating bologna, sure. um, which I haven't eaten in probably 30 years. Yeah, it certainly it certainly started, but I think, um, you know, it became more prevalent in the 70s, eating those, you know, TV dinners. Are any of those good for us? I mean, it of course just, you know, depends on what's being put in them. So I think companies are starting to realize, okay, if Americans want packaged foods, um, but the current offerings are high in added fats and sugar and are low quality meats, meaning, you know, meats from animals that have been fed GMO corn and soy, which the problem with that is we, you know, our government in subsidizing those foods, then maybe we need to start offering healthier packaged foods. And I think that is a good way forward for, you know, the common American person who doesn't have time to cook an hour every day. If they could get a prepackaged food that's actually real food, that could help the situation. GMOs, it's a good topic. We talk about that a lot here at Late Night Health. I spoke to somebody uh, uh, from a, a think tank in 
Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago who said, we've been eating GMO foods for years and we didn't even know it. Right. And the, and the problem with GMOs is that they are typically sprayed with glyphosate. And um, the problem is, is while we don't think glyphosate harms human cells, we are more bacterial cells than human cells. And it will damage and it could potentially damage and probably does in my opinion. Um, but we don't have conclusive evidence that it harms our own gut microbiome, which is the good, healthy bacteria that were around billions of years before we were ever around. So what's bad for them is bad for us. We see ads now for uh, people suing uh, the ma manufacturers of glyphosate. Yeah, and the reason for that is because the World Health Organization recently came out with a, a status for glyphosate as a probable carcinogen. And once that happened, the gates were wide open. And do you agree with that? Do you think that oh, we yeah. should go after uh, Well, I, I agree with the World Health Organization's status of a probable carcinogen. Right. You know, I'll leave it up to the lawyers in, in class section law. Oh, come on. You go to law school. Yeah, you're, you know, <laughs> go to law school and, and do that, too. In, in looking at GMOs and non-GMOs, uh, I, uh, a couple of years ago, I, uh, I, I lobbied uh, Congress and talk to some representatives as well as staff about GMOs and most didn't know what the hell they were. Right. And I have a feeling most Americans don't know what they are either. Well it's interesting right because I mean I'm not an expert on GMOs but um, in Europe I'm pretty sure they don't even allow GMOs. Is that right. correct? Right. Exactly. And so they understand and there's a reason why they don't allow GMOs. So um, I think it's always been an issue in the United States that there's more uh, big food and big pharma um, influence on our government than elsewhere, and that's why you see the discrepancies. All right, let's talk about some of the things that you are an expert in. You, you talked about wheat. Now, my wife and I don't eat white bread, but she buys you know, whole wheat bread. You just said, forget it, throw it out, it's not good. I just. Right. Which is great. I, mm -hmm. I like the sprouted stuff better. Why is it better? Sure. So um, most 100% whole grain wheat in the United States is ran through what's called a steel roller mill, which was invented in the late 1800s. And what happens is when you run something through a fast running steel roller mill, when you run the whole grain, it shears the fiber right off of the starch. And that fiber used to prevent that starch from being digested in our system, in our stomachs, and from spiking our blood sugar. And so it's, the problem starts with how we have refined the wheat into a more uh, refined powder. Um, stone ground is a little bit better, but the problem is, is that whole grains are supposed to contain healthy fats and those healthy fats will eventually oxidize and spoil a whole grain within three to five days. So if you're eating bread that either doesn't require refrigeration or doesn't go bad within three to five days, you are eating a refined grain. Oh, wow. What about some of these shelf-stable the, the, uh, shelf foods that they're coming out with? Even meat. 
Yeah, uh, that's an, that's another issue um, which I actually cover in my first book, The Salt Fix, is that we demonized an essential mineral that was the best food preserver that we had been using for 10,000 years to preserve food. And we demonized this essential mineral as a toxin. And unfortunately what happened is the food industry responded, pulled the sodium out, and started throwing phosphates and nitrates and nitrites to preserve the food that our natural mineral would just do for us. And the problem with that is when you lower, if you have a low salt version of food, the half-life, the spoilage increases, meaning the food only lasts half as long as if you had just added and kept the normal amount of salt, let's say, in bacon. And so food spoilage goes up and the increase in microbial overgrowth and you know potential increase in foodborne illness increases when you take the salt out. So there were unintended consequences of lowering salt in our food supply. Also, there's the nitrates. Right. can't be good for us. No, the, nit the chemical nitrites and nitrates, uh, um, there are associations with increased risk, particularly in colon cancer, and the sodium phosphates, which you won't see um, on the active ingredient list. You have to look like at the inactive ingredient list. Anything that has phosphates added to it. Um, we have published papers on how this may increase arterial calcifications. And so why not use nature's most uh, oldest preservative salt, which is you know natural mineral, instead of using these sodium phosphates. Does salt necessarily cause higher blood pressure, for example? No, it doesn't. And um, the reason is, is our kidneys have evolved to filter a full teaspoon of salt every five minutes. We are salty beings. We took basically the ocean with us billions, millions of years ago, and our body knows what to do with salt and we use salt to cool off through sweating. Um, and we can lose a lot of salt very quickly. And so we need to you know, replace that salt. The problem is the other white crystal sugar, it causes salt retention. Most people who are salt sensitive, if they would just cut their intake of refined grains and sugar, they would lower their insulin levels and they would, their, their body would stop holding on to the salt. So it's sugar, don't blame salt for what the sugar did. Let's talk about sugar then, because sugar has been, been been, uh, uh, it's been claimed that sugar is as addictive, if not more, than heroin. Right, and I mean, there's parallels to how we manufacture and create sugar with how we manufacture opium and cocaine. It's the same thing. We are extracting from plants and we are um, filtering down to a white, highly purified crystal. And that has a completely different effect than getting sugar in a whole food that has fiber, water, phytonutrients, and there's a balance there. When you start purifying a substance from plants, even sugar, it can definitely have a, a potentially addictive properties. All right, how do I get my fix of, of sweet after uh, eating a, a great lunch like we just had uh, of, you know, uh, the, the lettuce and, and maybe a little bit of organic chicken? Yeah, so the way to hack your sugar fix is high cacao dark chocolate with some protein, so nuts, seeds. Um, that's what I do if I have a craving for sugar. What about chocolate? Um, or you want it uh, organic chocolate? There's a there's a huge issue with um, heavy metal contamination in chocolate uh, in the United States because cacao can become contaminated with the heavy metal cadmium, which can have can remain in your body for 30 years, causing damage to multiple organs, particularly the kidney. So if you're, if you're consuming chocolate, I always go for um, organic, uh, high cacao, dark chocolate. Gotcha, and uh, that's a dark chocolate. Correct. Right? Yeah. What about uh, the 
I didn't realize that heavy metals were in chocolate. Oh my, I have to rethink that now. Well, I mean, heavy metals are in more than just chocolate. Um, primary issues would be oysters, shellfish, um, even scallops, uh, right. heavily contaminated in, in cadmium. Uh, uh, and to give you an, like an example of how much, certain studies uh, looking at uh, certain U.S. coastal oysters have shown that just a half an ounce in some studies of these oysters can hit your toxic level of cadmium. Oh my. Um, and same with scallops, uh, just a half an ounce in some studies. So you have to really be careful where you're sourcing, and, and I think there's lack of regulation and lack of testing for heavy metals in our food supply. What about uh, Gulf oysters or oysters from uh, the East Coast rather than the Pacific Coast? Any difference? Uh, I can't necessarily comment. I my from one of the studies I've looked at and recall, I would say the contamination is an issue with both Pacific and um, you know Atlantic. Right. So Gulf oysters may be a little bit better. Maybe. Uh, I can't. We don't know. I, we don't know. You wouldn't know. Got yeah. it. They are a favorite. So uh, you know. All right. Another thing off the off the eating list. You were you were about to say. Well. You know, one thing that I take um, is, is chlorella uh, uh, because it has been shown in certain studies to bind uh, heavy metals. Not saying that it, you know, it like can. a chelation. Yeah, chelation. Uh, chelation. Explain chelation. Basically, it, it just it, uh, binds heavy metals in the gastrointestinal tract. Um, and you poop it out, right? Or pee it out? Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, in our remaining couple of moments here, what advice would you give to the American public to to, to people all over the world. Yeah, I, I think it comes back to um, understanding where health comes from, and that starts at the farm. And I think we need to start supporting local farmers who are doing regenerative agriculture and are not using chemical fertilizers and are treating the land how it should be treated because that will produce healthier food and ultimately that will produce healthier humans and so um, really trying to support those local farmers I think is is a good start. Uh, do you have kids yet? I have two. You have two? All right. So you're a young guy yourself. You have two kids. Your kids want to go to, they see a commercial on TV, their mm. neighbor kids are going to Mickey D's. How do you Say to your kid, uh-uh. Yeah. Or can you can you do do that once in a while? Exactly. And so we try to be um, a little strict, but not too strict. So, you know, at most schools now, there's something called Snack Shack, where the kids get snacks every single day. And we limit that uh, once a week, just on a Friday for our kids. And so um, small wins is, you know, what you're hoping for. Um, the best place to start is to not even introduce these foods in the first place because then they don't even know the difference they don't know that they're missing out um and it comes down it comes down to the mom and the dad making that decision because ultimately that's where they're getting their food from we're uh, absolutely i i i agree it's hard mm -hmm. especially when their friends are eating right some of the other stuff will you come back and visit us and spend more time with us maybe on the phone sometime i'd love to i'd appreciate it okay uh dr james d nicolantonio you got it i got it right woohoo uh has been our guest here at uh, late night health uh powered by pod clips i'm mark allen we'll be back very soon with some more information